Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean, yes, it's Chatting with Nat, and today we have the honor of having pop artist Lexi Martin. Standing at a bright and cheery 410, Lexi Martin is an absolute explosion of joy that is much needed in today's world, so I'll have you know she is 5'3 in heels. With vocal runs inviting you to dance along as soon as the beat drops, her debut AP, EP, produced by Nash Overstreet, Britney Spears, Rachel Clanton, Hot Shell Ray, showcases her voice, her stride as a performer, and establishes herself as a contending writer in today's world of streaming pop. All right, let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Lexi, how are you? I'm doing well, Nat. How are you doing today? I'm still alive, living in a pandemic, so I guess I'm doing all right. Yes, yes, that that's the goal. Yes. It's 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 been crazy. It's been I don't know, I don't know what to say anymore about all these variants coming out, but it is what it is. Um, so how have you been this entire pandemic cray cray kind of situation? Um it's been an experience to say the least. Um it's definitely been difficult and trying. And I know I'm not alone in that experience where a lot of issues concerning physical health and mental health have come up. Um, unfortunately, my family's experienced loss due to the virus. Yeah. But um, I'm grateful for the people who I do have, and I'm grateful to for now have my health. And right. Um, I was able to get some writing done, which was really wonderful and a great outlet for all those experiences. Oh, yes, definitely. One of the questions I like to ask is this, and I ask everybody this question, is that everybody knows that during the pandemic, there was a lot of downtime for everybody. Even if you were working, you were working from home, there was downtime. So a lot of time, so people took this time to really self-reflect. Everybody did. I believe. And some of the things that I saw during our downtime was these weird things. Like this is not supposed to be weird, but it was weird for me is the fact that I saw more families walking with their kids outside that I never seen before. It's not supposed to be odd. It should be something that's normal. Um, I've had friends that decided to cut back on work because they realized they weren't uh, spending enough time with their kids and their families. I know I read two articles about people quitting their jobs because they realize they want to do something more than make money. They want to do something that's going to make them happy. Climate change. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Pollution levels went down. The animals and the trees were very happy. You had um, people like us in the music industry that created music during that time. Um, people rebranded. People decided not to do music anymore. During this time, did you take time to self-reflect about the type of artist that you want to be, you want to become? Did you change anything? What did you think about? So during the pandemic, I um, was grateful that I still had my day job. We switched to remote, so I was able to work from home. Um, 
And then during those off hours, I was grateful to be able to spend time with my cat because usually I'm out all day and whatnot. But um, during that time, yes, I had moments where I was able to really reflect on what my values are, um, who I want to keep in my circle, and what kind of artist and human being I want to be. Yeah, um, I can attest to uh, really deciding who you want in your life. Because let me tell you, the past two years, it's like I, I didn't really know family members. I didn't know friends. I didn't know them at all. And some of them went away and some of them stayed. Because I'm, not, I'm just not de- dealing with um, nonsense. Um, so I'm with you on that one. Um, it took, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I, I you know, I just want positivity in my life. Now. What was it about the music industry that, that you said, oh, my gosh, this is Lexi is music. Music is Lexi. Was it something that you saw? Was it something that you heard? What was it that, that you had to unify your soul with music? Ooh, it's like a marriage of music and performing. I love connecting with people. And the way I choose to do that is through music. When I was about two years old, I remember watching Barney and knowing right then and there that I wanted to be a Barney kid and express a bunch of ideas and feelings through music. Right. Oh, well. And then from that point on, you were just like, okay, I'm going to create my own, I'm going to do my own thing. Oh, I, um, I like begged my parents for voice lessons. They gave me piano lessons. And in uh, grade school, I focused a lot on music. I went to a theater high school in 12th grade. And then ultimately, I went to college for musical theater. And then in 2018, moved out here and decided to really pursue music at the forefront. All righty. Well, that's great. Well, you decided to do music and music is you. So thank you for letting us know how that came about now. How important is it for you um, to be authentic in your music, in your writing, in your performances? Oh, that's so important. If there's no authenticity, if you're not being genuine, how is anybody supposed to feel what you're saying? And how are you supposed to be impactful in other people's lives? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That is very true. It's it's highly important. Yeah, it's highly important. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is that, you know, during the pandemic, I was able to do a lot of webinars, seminars, and stuff like that. And the thing was authenticity. Even with TikTok, the viewers, the videos that are uh, the most popular are the ones that are authentic because that means that other people can mimic them. It's not something that's hard that people can't do. It's relatable. So during the pandemic... Um, a lot of people were just like, oh, these people are just like me. Even listening to new artists, especially independent artists, they can relate more to independent artists because independent artists for me, not to poo-poo on the mainstream artists, uh, write deeper from the heart. They're actually writing their own stuff, and they're not af- afraid to expose who they are out into the world. And so other the people that are listening can gravitate to that because like, they're like, oh, my God, Lexi gets me. I can listen to her all day long. So that's great that independent artists do that. Now, how would you describe your music? The whole idea behind what I do when I write 
is to encourage self-love. The most um, prevalent thing I found in the industry is, you know, there, there tends to be a lot of rejection. When I mm. first started trying to do music full time, I got a lot of rejection. And what kept me going was saying yes to myself. Because if I don't say yes to myself, how is anyone else supposed to? So the whole, yes, yes. So just the whole idea behind my music is to be like self-empowerment and self-love and appreciation. Yeah, and the whole thing behind that is that if you don't love yourself, how can you expect anybody else to love you? Um, yes, can I get an amen? Yes, and you are the most important person out there. And anything that you put out into the earth has to have love in it. And the whole thing with music and anything that we do in life, it's all subjective. You're going to have people that love your music and love you, and you're going to have people that don't like your music, don't like you. That's just life. And you, you, you can't really care about it. Because all you need to keep in mind is that you know that you're putting every, your heart and soul in everything that you do, and whoever is going to be receptive to it is going to be respe- receptive to it. That's it. So yeah. I, I completely, I, I love the fact that you already get that. Um, who would you say are your main musical influences? Um, I'm a little, so I love pop, but I also love like R&B, soul, and jazz. So mm. growing up, I listened to a lot of, from my mom, I listened to a lot of like Whitney, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. And with my dad, I listened to a lot of jazz, like Natalie Cole, Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, today that I really love are Jesse J, JoJo, Kelly Clarkson, Christina Aguilera, all those, like, vocal beltresses, like, ooh, singer singers. I love that. Yeah, I love, I love Christina Aguilera. I love Jennifer Hudson, and I love um, Fantasia. I would love for those three to do it. Yes, um, Fantasia! Oh my gosh, that, I mean, they would blow the roof off. I, just, I, I, I want to see it because these are three women that can sing. They give you goosebumps. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, where did they get their vocals? I mean, they're, they are just, you know, they weren't meant, meant to do music. It just comes from the depth of their soul. And I just love that. Yes, yes, what, yes, yes, yes. What is it that you love most about being an artist? I'm worried I sound a little redundant, but what I love most being an artist is actually when I get to perform and connect with people that that is so important to me to, to be relatable for others and to relate to other people and have them relate to me to, to ultimately just not be, to let people know that they're not alone. Mm. I think that's my favorite part. And so I want, to have a song for when you're feeling low I want to be there through music for you if you're celebrating I want to be there through music for you I want you to feel included and like somebody gets you that's awesome because some people you know they tend to write for themselves some people are out there for the fame and I think that things are changing in our world about how some writers and performers write um and I was talking to somebody about this um recently that I think the industry doesn't understand social impact message songs at all yet because when you enter mm-hmm. songwriting contests or awards and stuff like that they're always looking for songs that have the ability to chart 
And that's not what it's about all the time. Sometimes you're creating music to make a difference, a big difference in the world, a difference in somebody's life, a difference in your life. So I think the narrative is starting to shift. I'm trying to open the narrative also about social impact message songs because, you know, it's not not just about making money. It's, It's about making a difference. It's about being purposeful in life. So I love the fact that you are one of those people that are writing. You become extremely purposeful in life in trying to make a difference in this world and with other people. Now, which artist would you love to perform with if you could go on tour with anybody? Uh, which performer? Oh, which, goodness. Yeah, which, one performer. Yes, yes. Um, oh, my goodness. Lizzo. What, what, who? Lizzo? <laughs> yes, I love Lizzo. See, here's the thing with me. When Lizzo first appeared, you're, you're probably going to beat me up for this. But anyway, when Lizzo first appeared, I mean, I was, her song was great. You know, when you first create a song, you do the marketing, you do the promo, you do all this stuff, and they're, they're going to play the song over and over again. But after a while, they need to cut back. So when I'd enter the car in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, all I could hear was Lizzo. The same song, over and over. And then after a while, I couldn't listen to her anymore, and I had to turn her off. <laughs> I just, I just, oh, I, just I feel like that's what happened to Adele. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. So, so that's so yes, exactly. So you would think that people would take the opportunity to play independent artists. We know it's pay for play, blah blah. We don't have that kind of money, but. During that time, they should play other people because when you inundate people with the same artist over and over, people are just going to be like, okay, like me, turn it off. What I like about Lizzo is, you know, she's very self-assured. She's comfortable in her own skin. Now, sometimes I think she goes too far, but that's okay. (laughs) But she's comfortable in her own skin. So let's talk about body image. How do you feel about... Lexi, uh, uh, sorry, Lexi, well, Lexi and Lizzo, um, but more Lizzo, how she, um, she, how she shows her body all the time. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel as a whole about body image for women these days? So I understand that. um, I know there was a time where Lizzo went to a basketball game and her booty was out. Yeah. Um, I believe in making a Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So I definitely am all about making a statement. I just um <laughs> Well, what, that... what I'm trying to think what I mean to say. Um I I enjoy Lizzo very much and I think ultimately it is your body and you get to decide what you want to wear. And just because I wouldn't do something doesn't mean somebody else can't do something. Overall for body positivity, I love that she creates a space for plus size bodies in a way that there has never been space made before and encourages us to take up space when everyone wants us to be smaller. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I think people should do what makes them feel comfortable. When Lizzo did that thing at the back, I thought it was extremely inappropriate. When there's kids over there, and why do you have to walk like that? I think for me, Lizzo really can read 
despite how popular she was, I think she still thinks she has to do all this to be seen and heard. And it's just, it gets ridiculous and redundant after a while. It's just for Kim Kardashian. It doesn't even matter anybody's size. Kim Kardashian, after a while, you're sick of it. You're just like, okay, you're doing a, another new selfie. We've already seen it. We've already done that. Why do you have to get, get, do that again? The body positivity, um, I love people that are selfish, that love their body and stuff like that. That part of it is great. But sometimes there's a time and a place for everything. I don't know. It's just me. But people should be able to do what, what they want in life, and people should be able to get over it. Now, I'm going to play your song, Superpower. Tell us what that's about. So Superpower is um... – it was mostly written during the pandemic and it was when I was in a really, really low point and struggling with my mental health. I um, have a hard time with depression and anxiety. So I wanted to write something to um, get it off my chest, but to also relate to people who I knew were also struggling with this during the pandemic, especially if you're an extrovert and you're used to going out, being around people, and now you got to stay quarantined. That's only going to exacerbate your symptoms if you have mental health issues. So I wanted to write something that addresses those issues and ultimately champions people for when, you know, it's your worst day and all you've done today is maybe brush your teeth and wash your face. Let me tell you, that's a superpower moment Um, because sometimes it is the greatest act of courage to choose to participate in life and to stay here. That's a huge moment. So your self-love and determination and self-empowerment on your darkest day is your superpower. You are a superhero. And don't let anybody take that from you. Awesome. Let's play it.
Yep, that's a superb power. I agree. Amen. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Song. Thank you. Fantastic. I think all young girls need, all young girls and old girls, any type of woman, hell, all the men out there, anybody, they need to hear that song. It's very important that people understand they have their own superpower in their life. Now, how do you go about writing a song? What is your songwriting process? And if you have, I would say roadblock. I don't know why that keeps coming in my head. I'm just going to say roadblock. And you know what I mean. When, when you can't, the words are just not coming through somehow. How do you deal with that? Writer's block is what I mean. Yes. So the way I wrote a lot of the songs, because first I had an EP that dropped in 2019. And for that, I actually came up with the lyrics and the melody and then showed it to a producer, and they created uh, instrumentals for it. For Superpower, I had the concept, but was having a difficult time getting the words out. I brought in a wonderful co-writer named Juliet Piper, and I had a track made and then was able to write to that track. So for that particular song, that flowed better. When I have writer's block, um, it, you get frustrated with yourself. You're like, Grr! Um, yes. so the best things in those moments for me is I will actually put the pen down and you go for a walk, maybe make a cup of tea, pet your cat, like physically remove yourself from the situation, take a hot sex, and then you come back when you're ready. Um, usually I'll just, especially like on a walk, just being outside myself, mm-hmm. I'll be able to come up with something um, for um, – that song superpower when I was having a really hard time I was grateful that I had um a friend who could help me co-write because she was wonderful with helping me um like I had the concept and I wanted to present them in a well-packaged way where it could just be easily accessible for listeners I didn't want it to get too dark but not be inauthentic like I do want to invite you to what I'm feeling because I know that you're probably going through the same I want it to be relatable I also want it to be uplifting and in like appropriate sound bites. Yeah, no, I mean, songwriting can be very, you know, there are moments where I just sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a song and it just flows. And then there's moments I'm just staring at the screen or the piece of paper and I'm yelling at both and saying, why aren't the words of this coming? And for me, I just don't like to write the normal way. Sometimes I'll start, oh, let me do verse, verse, chorus first, first, bridge, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why am I trying so hard to do that? Because it's not necessarily anymore. I like to sometimes write my songs like a poem, like singer-songwriter style. And I still do the verse, first, chorus, uh, bridge, and all that stuff. But when I let myself go and write the way that I want to write, then the writer's block just immediately goes away. Um, so yes. uh, it, it, you just have to... You know, you just let have to let it flow and let things just move uh, through your body and through your mind um, when doing that. Now, when you perform, what is the what is your favorite song of yours to perform and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm very torn. I have three songs that are so close. I mean, I love, I love all my songs. I really, really do because they, they come from such a personal place. It's like your baby. But um, I really enjoy, I think my favorite, I think is a song called Extra. Mm. Um, it is about me navigating the world as a plus-size woman 
But okay. that being said, the song Extra can be essentially like when someone tells you you're too much, whether it be your personality, your fashion sense, your makeup, whatever it is, when someone tells you you're too much. Right. Brush it to the side. Like, I'm sorry that you can't handle all this goodness. Like, um, exactly. I call it extra. Like, and I am feeling my extra. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's right. You tell them. You know, you don't have Please. time. To, you don't have time for those people, Dan. All righty. Well, that's good. I, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. That's right. You don't have time for that negativity in your life. Amen to that. I absolutely yeah, and love that. Thank you, thank you. And I and I love that like particularly that song I feel like resonates the most in like the crowd. I have people who are just like, Yes, extra. Feel your extra and it just oh that just makes my heart sing when people connect with something that I wrote and that it makes them feel good about themselves. That's my favorite. I love you know that's a hash hashtag. Feel your extra. You gotta use that. Feel your yes. extra. If you don't already use it, that needs to be your hashtag. Feel your You're so right. Feel your oh, There's a lyric in the, in the song that's like, big or small, you got it all, but I'm feeling my extra. Oh, I absolutely. I'm going to start using that hashtag. You should put it on a t-shirt. Hell, put it on, on some uh, stickers. Make it, make it a button. Feel your extra. Yes. Sometimes yes, you're so right. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you just got to do it to do it. Now, I'm going to play your song, I Can. Tell me what that's about. I Can was, um, it's about, ultimately, it's something I talked about early on in this interview. It was about my experience with rejection in the industry and realizing that even though I have outside people saying no to me, like at one point when I was 18, I tried to have a demo and I had people from record labels telling me, mm, your physique's going to be a tough thing for you if you want to make it in pop music. And this was like pre-Megan Trainer, pre-Lizzo, pre-Body Positivity. This was back in like 2012. Okay. And ultimately, through, throughout all that rejection, I had to come to the realization that like, I need to say yes to myself first. Or else, how is anybody else supposed to? My yes to myself is the most important yes I will receive. Amen. You, you, so, you should write a book. Uh, listen. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you that. So the lyrics are like, say that I won't. I know I can. Like, can't sit with who? Mm -mm. Like, ultimately, if you say that I can't do something, I will go out of my way to make space and prove you wrong. Amen. All right. Well, this is I Can. I know I can mm -hmm. 
I just can't. Oh my gosh, I just can't because we come out there. A lot of my friends come out there for Grammy week, and some of the events that we're going to is like 15 minutes away. But you have to get your Uber, Lyft, whatever, an hour before. Because Lord knows you're not getting it. There's a place called Kulaks where a bunch of us uh, perform. And my gosh, one one year it took us an hour and 20 minutes together when it should have taken us 20. I just can't. I'm not, no, I love LA, but that traffic, mm, it's, mm, it's, it's oh, definitely. You're so right. I live in downtown and um, I'll be like two blocks from my apartment, but I will sit in traffic for a good 25 minutes. For two exactly. blocks. That's, yeah, that's how it's gonna happen. That is just cray cray, as I'd like to say. Now, <laughs> what are what are three things that you learned about the music business after you got into it? Like things you didn't think about, but learned after you got into it. Hmm. Number one, I think I learned that. If um, you got to listen to your own voice. There are going to be a lot of people talking at you, saying mm-hmm. what they think is best for you and all that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you need to be proud of what you put out there. And the most that's important right. voice you need to listen to is your own. Amen. So that's one. Another thing I learned is networking is key. Go to your friend's shows. Go to your friend's shows. Meet the booker. Meet their mm-hmm. producer friend. Meet their guitarist friend. You need friends to make shit happen. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. You need friends to make it happen. That's okay, say. <laughs> you need to I make. I think my mom is listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. You're sweet. Go ahead. <laughs> um, that and um, frankly, to just enjoy it. Just enjoy being where you are and making your own material connecting with other artists who are going through the same, who want to bolster you up, uh, hype them up as well. It is so much fun to go out and support your friends and then have them come to your show and return the favor. That's so amazing. Amen. Hallelujah. The thing, yes, you are right. All three things are good. Um, you know, stay true to who you are as an artist. Um, that is the most important thing you can do as an artist is not let anybody try to change you. You know, like we said, you know, whatever we put out may not be for you, but it can, it's going to be right for somebody else. And those people will gravitate to your music. You know, it's, it's what we need to keep in mind is the subjectivity of everything, the subjectivity. Because whoever mm-hmm. supposed to listens to your music will be placed in your life. And you are going to get the positive feedback that you want. Uh, Never change. Um, And continue to write the way you want. One of the things that I learned this past year was that in country music, you know, they they have a standard of the way they write. Everything has to rhyme and all this stuff. And I was like, why? Aren't you just trying to tell a story? Why does it have to rhyme? (laughs) I'm still trying to get around that. in my head about the whole rhyming and then you can't use the same word, this, that, and the other, Lord. For me, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a free spirit. I need to write the way that I want to write. I need, I need to let it flow the way it wants to flow out of me. I write the way that I speak. And what I've learned throughout life is that in songwriting, people always say that you need to write the way you speak. I mean, there's a, you can manipulate a few words here and there, 
But if you're trying to get a point across and you want somebody to understand, then you speak the way you speak. Write the way you write. Do your thing. Now, the music industry often asks people to do something different. A lot of times, they're, oh, they're tired of the same stuff, yet they're still playing the same stuff on the radio station. Uh, they say they're tired of the same stuff. They want you to give them something different. And there are some stations that do accept different types of music. Like some people will say, well, take a cover and do something different with that. I kind of hate that because those people that created those songs were once independent. They needed somebody to listen to their music. So why is it that we oftentimes have to do take a cover and do it on, on and if you do a cover, you better do it right. That's why I, I, the only time I do covers is when I perform and I have a gig of, my gigs are th- three hours and I have to do a 30, 30 song set and stuff like that. But I'm not a proponent of cover songs, although I may do uh, a holiday. I'm supposed to do a holiday one sometime next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so how do you feel about recording covers? I have never gone into the studio to record a cover mm-hmm. minus like, when I was like 19, my friend at his home studio, we did Silent Night, but that's like generally it. Um, right. At my show, I um, when I needed to fill the time and I didn't have enough original material, I would insert um, Feeling Good by Nina Simone. That is my yes. one of my all-time favorite jazz songs. It's, it's incredible. Yes. 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 And I'd make it, you know, super, super jazzy and soulful and, like, really get into it. Mm, that's a good one. I think getting into it, uh, Nina Simone to, like, a couple years back, because I knew her but didn't know much about her until her documentary came out. And I love her. And she, I epitomize her. Uh, she is the type of person when she's performing, she didn't want people to talk. She wanted people to really listen to her crack. And so I try to yeah. embody the same thing. Like when I perform, I won't perform anywhere that there's TVs, there's all this talking stuff like that. If I'm taking the time to, re- to do rehearsal and create music, you should take the time to listen to what I'm doing. I, so I Absolutely. so love that about Nina Simone. We take time for this craft and we spend lots of money for this craft to, to be, you know, background noise. No more background noise. I'm not into that. No more. Oh, yeah, I'm not here to be someone's elevator music. That's not what's happening. Um, And I adore Nina Simone because I think she's a magnificent storyteller. Yes, definitely. Now, what is, and let me word this right, what is something that you tried to do, but it didn't work out, and what did you learn from it? See, the question is always like, uh, what did you try to do and you failed? I hate the word fail because there's no fail. There's always a learning curve around the things that we do. So what in the music industry did you try, didn't work out, and then you, you learned something from it? Ooh, I have a very expensive lesson that I learned. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> um, No name. But just um, at one point when trying to write Superpower, mm-hmm. I – was willing to work with a producer who had slid into my DMs on Instagram, you know, assured me that he's looking out for me and I got to be careful with who I work with because some producers will take advantage of young artists. And um, I had ultimately, you know, taken him at his word, ignored a couple of red flags and was just like, oh, it's just because you're new and you don't understand. And I like talked myself out of it. Um, There was no contract. 
I had finished paying him and then he like hijacked the song and tried to make it his vision and not mm -hmm. mine. Um, so I learned that the hard way. I now go through referrals, not yes. just anybody in the DMs, and you must see a contract. Amen. Amen. You're, you see, you learned. It's an expensive lesson. You live and you learn. Some you lessons are more expensive than others, but, you know, you live and you Amen. learn. Amen to that. Now, what's up? what's up next for you? What are you working on now? Right now, I'm actually working on a music video for Superpower, which I'm so mm -hmm. excited about because it's going to feature a plus-size superhero. Yes. I love it. Yes. We need we need more like that because the the world I I view of beauty is just so distorted, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's oh, so distorted. It's so distorted. Beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, what is a phrase, an expression, an affirmation, a prayer that you like to use on a daily basis to push yourself through? Hmm. Why is my mind blanking? I know that there is something. Um, <laughs> tea for time. Um, I actually, maybe this sounds super self-indulgent, but I like the words that I write. Um, and I take comfort in the fact that I'm able to encourage myself. Mm. I love the whole big or small. I got it all, but I'm feeling my extra and say that I say that I won't. I know I can like taking that whole attitude and yep. embracing who I am as a human being, giving myself self-love. I think, hmm, here's a quote. There, in my senior, like, uh, yearbook, I picked a quote that was, um, if I came here to do anything, it was to live out loud. And I appreciate that so much because ultimately I'm here to be unapologetically myself. And I will do it loudly authentically you that's my song is called authentically me so yes authentically Lexi. Oh, i love that i love that well lexi thank you so much for peeing on chatting with that i've learned so much about you you are you are a great joy you have a lot of positive energy around you i love it and i love that you're so self-assured you are doing your thing. If anybody wants to listen to lexi she's at www.leximartinmusic.com she's also on Instagram, I am Lexi Martin. Facebook, Lexi Martin 23. She's on YouTube. She's on Twitter. Twitter, I am Lexi Martin. We are just on everything. Just Google Lexi Martin. Find her music. You're going to love it. You're going to be empowered. You're just going, you're going to say, yes, I can. You can do it all. Thank you so much, Lexi. It was my honor Thank and my pleasure. You're, Thank you're you are so you have, you, you have the greatest spirit. I love it. You know, one of these days we'll have to do an IG live. We'll have to do what? An IG li Instagram live. Yes, I'd love that. Absolutely. Uh, you'd be a ball of laughs, a, a just joy. And everybody needs to see your joy because your energy, because you're so infectious. But thanks again for being on chatting with Thank Nat. Really My pleasure. May your holidays uh, be merry and bright. Same to you. And that was pop artist Lexi Martin on Chatting with Nat. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women 
seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.